Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. there. Thank you for joining me this week on a solo episode. I titled this episode, Three Things You Never Hear Anyone Talk About After Going on a Diet. Okay. So when someone goes on a diet, or if you have gone on a diet in the past, what happens after the diet? Are they still on the diet? Did they lose weight on the diet? Did they change their eating habits? Did it work for them? There are so many questions and whether this diet is a 30-day diet or an ongoing diet to lose a certain amount of weight, it seems once people go on a diet, they are likely to keep on the cycle of dieting. They may diet hop and try the latest and greatest diet and go from diet to diet. Let's say your coworker, Susie, (laughs) we'll call her Susie, is starting a new diet. She is more than excited to share all the details of how she is going to lose weight and keeps you updated on how much weight she's going to lose. Um, She is more than excited to share the details about the diet. She is open to tell you and everyone else in the office, no, I can't eat the donuts. I'm on a diet. The phrase, I'm on diet or I'm on this certain diet, kind of, I'll be honest, drives me bonkers. And even though even though the word diet is just defining what you eat and drink, many people do not use that, use it in that context. So as diet culture has molded us to shame ourselves for eating certain foods and guilt us for falling off the restrictive diet, no one talks about after the diet. And let me just first talk about the statistics of diet success. Let me hear you. What do you think your guess is? Raise your hand if you think diets are, let's say 75% successful. Anyone out there? Raise your hand if you think diets are 50% successful. Yeah, any takers? I am here to tell you that diets are only 5% successful. That's it. So why do we even go on them? (laughs) There are so many reasons to that that we are not here for. But I think the bigger reason is what we see from diet culture. That really influences a lot. Um, So let's go back to Susie. Susie's losing some weight and she's talking about it at work. She's so excited that it's working. She's telling everyone how much weight she's lost and what she's doing and what she eats. Like those reels or TikToks you see what I eat in a day. Susie tells you everything. And yes, you might see a few weeks or even a month or so of success. But after a while, your body has the innate ability to know how to survive. It fights against your restrictive eating habits. No matter what you restrict, whether it's calories or carbs or fat, 
Your body is smarter than you think. So let's get into today into today's topic. Three things that can happen after restrictive dieting that nobody talks about. <laughs> Number one, your metabolism slows down and it's harder to lose weight after. With each diet, your body adapts. It adapts the change to survive. And by this, it makes it harder and harder to continue to lose weight. Number two, you have an increased risk for gaining even more weight back. So you lost all this weight. Many people tend to gain what they have lost and more back. In this instance, your body loses both fat and lean muscle, which can later trigger your body to gain more weight in fat to survive. Your body needs to survive. Your body may break down muscle to you to be used as energy because you are in a caloric depletion. Number three, I think this is the most important. No matter what's going on biologically, let's talk about mental. Number three, plummets your mental health. When you feel like a failure after each diet that has not worked, your mental health is at risk. There's been a lot of talk about mental health, but I don't hear it. I don't hear the conversation about mental health link to body acceptance or how you feel about your body. Oh, I'm almost getting emotional just talking about it because it is so important. You don't feel good about your body on the inside. Your days can be ruined with depressing thoughts about yourself and how you think others look at you. This can influence every minute of the day. And we eat multiple times per day. So this is a constant battle of fighting with ourselves in our heads, telling ourselves, why did you eat that? I'm such a failure. I might throw in the towel and eat my feelings. Ooh. So after a few weeks, you notice Susie at work, she's pretty quiet. <laughs> she doesn't bring up how much energy she has on this new diet. I know what you're thinking. Okay, Stacy. I got your point. I won't go on a restrictive diet, but I do need to lose some weight. What do I do? That's a great question. And it is so valid. Um, so how do we find this good balance? I would ask the question to you. Why do you want to lose weight? Is this a feeling that you have about your body size getting back to your 20s? Or do you not feel good moving each day in your body. Okay, next question. Let's not focus on that scale because the scale sets us up for a letdown and we might not know how to decipher that yet. When losing or gaining weight, it's hard to tell. Did I lose weight? Is that water weight? Did I gain muscle? Am I bloated? Because I'm on my period. So many factors. If you are only measuring your success by that little number on the scale, then you're going at this from the wrong direction. And that's why I always preach about what can we add to your diet? What type of movement can you enjoy every single day? Not for only to feel well, but also for your mental health. Set yourself up for success. Um, 
when I'm working with my clients, we focus on these daily mini goals. And I'll talk about this more in the upcoming episodes. We may even have a challenge. But when you focus on these two tiny mini goals that you can control, this lays the foundation for lifelong habits. It's actually kind of easy. And a lot of my clients are like, oh, that was easy. Did I do this right? (laughs) And then we look back from where they started to where they come from and they're like, wow, I did come a long way. So it is a framework to keeping healthy habits consistent and realistic. Realistic means enjoying the birthday cake at the party and loving your salad at lunch. Realistic means going on a 10 minute walk during your lunch break. Realistic means knowing the foods that fuel you in the morning to start your day off feeling great. Realistic means finding a simple balanced dinner that you can put together for the family in 10 minutes. Realistic means clearing your mind about all the stresses of food, exercise, and learning the basics to a balanced lifestyle. So in review, keep this episode in mind when you start seeing those new diets marketed at the first of the year or after each food-filled holiday, you know, Thanksgiving, Um, I really can't stand it when I see someone jump on a cleanse, detox, 30-day challenge right after Thanksgiving and then go back on that binge for Christmas. It's not balance. So share this episode with a friend or screenshot a picture and share it on social media and tag me for this episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I am so passionate about sharing this message and this needs to be spread to so many more people. If we talk about this topic, we can start to delete diet culture for not only ourselves, but also our kids too. So we will be back next week with another episode and have a wonderful week. And thank you so much for joining us on the Daily Dietitian Podcast. Podcast.